Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for April 27th, 2022. Right now, I'm teaching a new series entitled God's Grace and Our Faith. And so everything God does for us, he does it by grace. Grace is unearned. It is unmerited. It is undeserved. It is the free favor of God. God gives us grace and there's nothing that we can do. It's not us doing anything. It is the grace of God. God does all that he does towards us by grace. But then we don't live by grace. We're empowered by grace. But what we do is we live by faith. And so our faith taps into God's grace. Yesterday, I shared a message with you entitled, Faith works by love, and I'm going to flow in that same vein again today. So this is God's grace and our faith, part three, and faith works by love, part two. Get ready for the word. All right, so let's get into the word. I have a lot to share with you this morning, so I want to go straight into it. Um, we're looking at John chapter 1, verses 14 and 17. We're looking at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6. Let me read this to, to you and then get into the word. John 1 and 14, the Bible says, the word became flesh and he dwelt among us. Now we were able to behold his glory. It is the only, it is the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 17 says, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 5 and 6, the Bible says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision. The only thing that matters now is faith, and faith works by love. So yesterday we looked at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6. I'm going to flow in that same vein again today. The Apostle Paul, and I've taught a lot from Galatians, but before you get to chapter 5, if you read chapters two, three, and four, there's so much teaching there as it relates to living under the law and living under God's grace. And after teaching all of that, the apostle Paul says, listen, so I'm kind of upset about you guys trying to force circumcision on Gentiles, on people that, matter of fact, that the law was never written for them in the first place. And that, now that they're born again, you want to put something on them that you've been delivered from. That doesn't make any sense. But if you try to get circumcised to be right with God, if you're trying to have ceremonial laws or rites or rituals or routines, and, and you think that that's going to make you right with God, then at this point, Jesus is irrelevant to you. You have made Jesus irrelevant because you're not focusing on Jesus's finished work. You're focused on your works and you're trying to be made right with God by your performance and not by God's grace. So he says, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Ceremonial laws doesn't matter. Circumcision doesn't matter you being circumcised or not circumcised, that doesn't matter. The only thing that matters now is the life of faith and faith works by love. So I told you yesterday that you have to have a functional understanding of faith, right? Because we're called and commanded to walk and live by faith. So that said, what does this mean for you today? I have 10 things to share with you in this morning, which is why I want to get into it. And as I go through these 10 things, I'm going to try to take my time, not get too excited. I want to teach this because faith works by love. And you have to have a functional understanding of faith. Remember, you will never maximize what you do not understand. And if we're called to live by faith, we should understand it. All right, you got it? 10 things. Number one, here we go. I've taught on this topic before. 
Um, but I'm going to continue to do so because I think it's just that important, right? So we, as we are walking, attempting to walk and live by faith, we have to understand how faith works. And the Apostle Paul tells us that faith works by the unconditional love of God. That if you want to understand how faith works, you got to understand, first of all, that God loves you with an unconditional love. And as I go through these points, you're going to see what I mean. You'll see the connection between your faith and God's love and God's grace towards you. So number two, for years, I thought that Galatians 5 and 6, and I told you this before, meant that, you know, hey, faith works by love. So that must mean that my faith is not going to work if my love is not working, right? So I need I need to operate in love, upward love towards God, outward love towards man, because if my love walk is not right, then my faith walk is not gonna be right. And so I thought that if I wasn't walking in love the way I'm supposed to be walking in love, then my faith would fail. And honestly, when I thought that way, the pressure was on me to perform. So I put pressure on me to perform and I felt the pressure to do things right. In other words, I needed to do right to be right and I needed to do right so God could bless me. And so I was trying to be, I was trying to do things and do do it right so that my faith would not fail because I, I feared that if I didn't do everything right towards God and towards others, then what I'm praying for, God is not gonna give it to me. But going back to the context, the Apostle Paul is writing a letter to the believers in Galatia. And these are believers, mainly a group of which were Jewish converts to Christianity. And so these were people that after they got born again and delivered from the law, they were trying to go back to performance-based religion. And he's teaching them against that. If you read the whole letter, I already told you earlier in Galatians 5, that if you go back to thinking that you're earning your righteousness, you've fallen from grace. Falling from grace has nothing to do with losing your salvation. Falling from grace means that I'm not relying on the grace of God. I'm relying on my performance. And so after the Apostle Paul goes through great lengths to teach us about the difference between living under the law or human effort or performance-based religion or living by God's grace where we're free to be everything that God has called us to be, then there's no way that that Paul could be putting a requirement on us in Galatians 5 and 6. So I thought faith works by love means, oh man, I got to do everything right. Because if not, then my faith is going to fail. But no, that would be inconsistent. That would be incongruent with what the apostle Paul was teaching throughout the whole letter. So Paul's emphasis in this letter is not on us. Paul's emphasis is in this letter is on God and his finished work. So what does that mean? So therefore, Galatians 5 and 6 must mean faith works by love. It doesn't mean that my faith is only going to work when my love is working towards God or towards others. No, what it means is that my faith is going to work when I'm convinced that God loves me because the apostle Paul was put in the spotlight on God, not on us. So it's not about human performance. It's not about human effort. It's not about taking on the pressure to perform is actually just about believing, believing the love and the grace of God towards me. You got it? I'll keep building. I'm building my case. Number three, remember, I remember thinking to myself, um, if I don't love others the right way, then it's going to stop my faith because the apostle Paul said faith works by love. (laughs) And once again, so when I was living this way, I'm taking on this pressure to perform 
And the, the pressure was on me to do everything right and to treat everyone right. And now, to be clear, I'm not saying that we should treat others bad. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. And I'm not saying that we should not walk in the love of God. I'm not saying that at all. What, what I am saying is that the Apostle Paul was not putting pressure on us to perform. He was not putting pressure on you saying, hey, you better walk in love because if you don't walk in love, then you better not even expect to pray and ask for something in faith and think it's going to come to pass. Nope, because if you're not perfect, God is not going to bless you. That's not what Paul was saying at all. Paul was telling us that our faith is only going to be strong when we are convinced that God loves us, not the other way around. So if you want your faith to be strong, you got to be convinced that God loves you with an unconditional, unyielding love. And God loves me because God loves me. And God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me because God is good. And so the grace life is I am releasing the pressure to perform. I'm entering into God's rest. And now I'm free to be everything God has called me to be. Not because I'm good, but because God is good. Say amen to that. I, I'll keep building. Number four, religious people who have a performance-based mindset. This is why I hate religion. Religious people with a performance-based mindset, they love putting the emphasis on their works. They love putting the emphasis on themselves because it makes them feel good. They like to say, oh, look at me. Look at what, look at what I'm doing, right? Why? Because it makes them feel good and they like to look down on other people. And so they feel good about themselves. You know, they, they, they start smelling themselves like they say in the country. They feel good about themselves and they look down on other people. But the truth is, none of us would be anything without God. And so these were the same religious people of Jesus's day that bring the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. They were like, we're right and she's wrong, Jesus. What sayeth thou? Let's stone this woman. And Jesus was like, no, the message of grace is not that you're right and she's wrong. The message of grace is that you're all wrong and that none of us would be right were it not for the grace of God. So, so even religious people say stuff like, you know what? I love God. I love God with all my heart. I love God with all my soul. I love God with all my might. I love God with all my strength. Woo, I love God. Yeah, they like to like put the spotlight on themselves. But the truth is, 1 John 4, 19, the truth is we couldn't even love God if he didn't first love us. I mean, if, watch this. You couldn't even love God without grace. God's grace is so amazing that you could not even love him if he didn't first love you. So you can't take any credit for trying. And first of all, and then do you really love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength? Do you really? Do you really? Come on now. I mean, so, and then even whatever love you have towards God is only because God loves you first. And so the emphasis is not on us. The emphasis is on him. It's all about him. So please don't try to act like you should be judged by your performance because if God only gave us what we deserve, look at me, look at me. Let me be honest with you and you should be honest with yourself. If God only gave us what we deserve, we would all be men and women most miserable. Don't act like you, you're all that. Don't act like you're doing everything right because you're not. And so it is the grace of God. Say amen to that. Number five, when you are convinced that God loves you, it puts you in a position to receive from God. Your heart will be open towards God and it puts you in a position to, to receive from him freely. Let me say it another way. It is your understanding of God's love towards you that enables you to receive the grace of God by faith. It is your understanding of the fact that God loves me with an unconditional love. God loves me. God wants to bless me. God is a good God. 
God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me because God is good. God made plans for me from the foundations of the world before I was born. God knew all the mistakes I was going to make and he blessed me anyway. And he called me to do it anyway. And so despite my performance, God loves me with this unconditional love. And because God loves me and God, and I know he wants to bless me and I know he wants to use me, then now I'm open to whatever he wants to do. So it is the revelation of God's love towards me and his grace towards me that empowers my faith. Now I can have faith, but why? Because faith works by love. You got it? Number six. See, when you are convinced that God loves you, it's easier for you to believe. It's easier for you to believe on God's level. It's easy. It's easier for you to have God-sized dreams. God will give you a dream and you're like, whoa, why would you want to do that with me? I don't feel like, I don't feel like, you know, I've earned anything. I don't feel like, why would you, what? Like a God, I, I believe on this level, but Ephesians 3 and 20 says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think or even imagine according to the power that works on the inside of us. What is that power? That power is God's grace. And so now when God says, hey, this is what I want to do through you, son. This is what I want to do through you, daughter. And you're like, well, why would you want to do that through me? The answer is because I love you. See, when you are convinced that God loves you, it enables you to believe. You're able to believe what God believes about you. You're able to expand your capacity to believe God because you're believing that God wants to bless you because he is good, not because you're good. Now, prior to that, you would think, well, I don't know about that because now what you're trying to do is you're trying to measure God's goodness towards you based on your performance towards him. Let me say that again. If you try to measure God's goodness towards you based on your performance towards him, your performance will never measure up because God is always going to call you to do something that exceeds your performance. God is always going to call you to operate on a level. God knows you're not perfect. Get over the fact that you're not perfect. God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. You got it? I'll keep building. Number seven, when you are convinced that God loves you and that he wants to use you by grace because of his everlasting love towards you, then you will finally be in a place where you can believe God without hindrance. You, what you want to be is you want to be in a place where you can believe God without hindrance. Why? Because at that point, the only way I can believe God without hindrance is if my love, if, is if my belief system is based on his love towards me, not my love towards him. And so I can believe God without hindrance when my confidence is in him and not in me. Now, if I'm teaching and believing, if I'm, I'm, I'm opening my heart, but my level of belief is only based on my level of performance, then it's never gonna be is never gonna be that good because my perform my performance will never be perfect. And so if I'm thinking that I have to do right to be right, and I have to do right for God to bless me, then I'm never gonna be able to believe God on the level that He wants to bless me because my performance will never measure up. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring God's blessing down to the level of my performance. And God is like, no, why would you do that? What I, what He's trying to do is get us to bring our faith up to the level of his love. And his love is way up here. And so he's like, no, I love you up here. And your performance is down here. Don't bring my blessing down to your performance. Bring your faith up to the level of my love. Faith works by love. Oh, snap. So now that I believe that God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me because he loves me and because he made plans for me from the foundations of the world and he gives me promises and these are great and precious promises. Now I can believe and it's not based on my performance. There's no hindrance now because it's only based on him and not based on me. You got it? Number eight, when you are convinced that God, see, I, I give you all these points and I keep saying the same thing different ways. 
And the reason why I keep telling you the same thing a bunch of different ways is because some of you don't get it. Some of you, I, I, I say it five different ways. Some of you don't get it until the fifth try. The reason why I keep, I do series and I take my time and I keep driving home points is because honestly, a lot of us don't get it until we hear it over and over and over again. So when you are convinced that God loves you, faith works by love, then your faith is in full throttle. See, God wants your faith to be in full throttle, but your faith would never be in full throttle if it's based on you. So now when I know that faith works by love, my faith is in full throttle because my faith is based on God and his love towards me, not me and my performance towards him. So when your faith is rooted and grounded in God's love towards you, it will be powerful because it is only contingent upon him. It's not contingent upon you. It is, it's contingent upon God and his tireless dedication towards you. Look at me. God loves you and he is more committed to you than you're committed to him. So if you keep trying to bring your expectation down to your performance, your expectations are going to be low. What God wants you to do is bring your faith up to his level of love towards you. And that love is unconditional. God loves you from the foundations of the world. And he wants to bless you because he made plans for you from the foundations of the world. So stop looking at your performance. It's not like, it's not like you're going to, let's say today is what? Wednesday. Let's say you mess up this afternoon, right? Let's say you go off on somebody. Like you, you, or you do something, like you sin. Like you mess up this afternoon. And let's say that you and your spouse have been believing God for something for months. And God has been speaking to you about it. You've had dreams while you're sleeping. You've had open visions while you're awake. You guys believe it so much that you put it on your vision board. You're praying about it. You know that it's only a matter of time. But then you mess up this afternoon. When you mess up this afternoon, Satan comes and says, oh, ah, 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 you see, you messed up. Now you shouldn't believe God. Like now God is, God, almost, you almost had it. You were this close. Man, God was about to do it. But see, now, now you messed up. So now God is not going to do it. But God has been speaking to you about this for months. So do you think that God has been speaking to you about this for months and he didn't know that you was going to mess up this afternoon? <laughs> I mean, think about it. Do you think that God has to wait to Thursday to find out what you're going to do on Thursday? So does your performance now invalidate everything that God said? Come on now. I mean, what are we talking about here? Does your performance invalidate the promises of God? What was, was the promise that God made you based on your performance? Was, was the promise that God said, what, what he's been talking to you about for months, was that based on the fact that you now have to perform on that level and that if you don't perform, he won't do it? Come on. Remember, that was old covenant, under the old covenant. Yes, if you obey the Lord, if you obey all my commandments, if you do this, then I'm going to do that. That's old covenant. Don't bring that, don't bring that thinking over here. We're under a new covenant. You got it? All right, anyway, number nine. Faith is not what happens when you convince God. That What I just said was not in my notes. That was for somebody. Faith is not what happens when you convince God. Faith is not what happens when you're trying to convince God to bless you because of this and that. No, no, faith is what happens when God convinces you. Faith is what happens when God convinces you that he wants to bless you because he wants to bless you because he is good. So what is faith and how does it work? Last point for today, number 10, and I'm done. What is faith? How does it work? Well, I've been teaching you about this for a while, but faith is something you say. 
right? Faith is an action word. Faith is something you say. Faith is something you do. And faith is a financial seed that you sow based on what you believe God revealed to you about your future. Now, when God revealed it, it is future to you, but it's past to him. He's already seen it for him. It's already done. And so now what I'm doing, faith is something I say or do or so based on what I believe God revealed to me. Now, God revealed it to me for him is already done. God revealed it to me. That means that by grace is already provided. So now all I'm doing is I am provide, I am releasing faith where there's already grace. Faith begins where the will of God is known and where there is no grace, there can be no faith. Since God put grace there, now I'm putting faith there. My faith taps into God's grace and I receive it. You got it? All right. You guess what I'm going to talk on tomorrow? I'm going to teach on this again because you got to get it and I need you to get it. And I also need you to be delivered from the pressure to perform. All right. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life out loud. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your love and grace. The more I learn about your love, the more I fall in love with you all over again. You loved me while I was a sinner. You made plans for me from the foundations of the world. You planned to bless me, even though you already knew all the mistakes I would make. You looked past my faults and my flaws, and my failures, and you destined me anyway. You destined me despite my performance. You and I both know that I'm not perfect, but I am forgiven. You saved me and washed me in the blood of Jesus, your son. You filled me with your precious Holy Spirit. You called me according to your purpose. And you did this because you love me. You blessed me by grace, not by merit. So I declare that my faith is rooted and grounded in your love for me. The more convinced I am that you love me and that you want to bless me by grace, the stronger my faith is. My faith is rooted in your love for me, which is why I can boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, shouldn't you want my notes? You get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address there. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. And so do me a favor. I want you to leave me some comments in the chat because I go back and I watch those. This is a message you might need to listen to again. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. If you like this content and you want more intimate content, because people reach out to Isabella and I, they want to communicate with us, they want to ask us questions, all that. So Isabella and I, we created this environment on Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. If you want to be part of that, there's a video. You should watch that video and see what that's all about. Maybe you may be interested in that, in that. We're pouring into and mentoring that group on another level. Listen, I love you and God loves you too. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Oh, 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 oh,